0: Welcome to the family bookshelf and welcome to our 10th episode. This is one of our specials because we usually do these just a little longer and have a kind of a twist of a conversation. And because we are so close to Christmas, so close, oh my goodness, we decided to take and talk about some inaccuracies in children's Christmas books.
1: (laughs) I-, I
0: struggle with these. Okay, I guess I'll be honest. i sorry to interrupt. I struggle with these just because I love picture books for kids. And the ones that tell the Christmas story of Jesus' birth are awesome. I want to focus on the real reason for the Christmas season. And so I, I enjoy these. But I also struggle with them because they embellish on the Christmas story and... After a while, you kind of forget what's really in the Bible versus what's just in the picture box, I guess would be my problem. So, sorry. What were you going to say before well, I ran? I was
1: just going to say that we've been reading a lot of these books to our kids, and, mm-hmm. and obviously because it's Christmas season. And, you know, I prefer these to, like, the books about Santa. We right. haven't done any Santa with our kids. Um, and we've, you know, that's not something I have regretted. That's something I grew up with, and that's all we kind of talked about with Santa. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, kind of... Uh, a decision we made as we, we were about to become parents like let's not do that with our kids let's right. focus on what the purpose and the reason for this season is mm-hmm. and that's jesus christ and so we've been reading a lot of picture books to our kids about christ and the three that i think that show this show these problems the most the ones that i think really stood out We've i can read. think
0: of these off the top of my head yeah
1: and these are ones we've read fairly recently too although i would argue that every book and every story every movie has the same if not similar problem these
0: are just yeah don't take these are the only three i would be like oh they were actually pretty good and, and they're just yeah. representative of what we're going to discuss here and, and the other
1: thing as we talk about these things is that these are issues that are not big problems there's exactly. nothing that goes against the gospel. There's nothing that goes against Christ first. Right. There's nothing that argues that He wasn't born or something crazy like that. Exactly. You know, these are very ticky-tack things, and um, I don't know. After doing a lot of studying and doing a lot of talking and doing a lot, we, I've decided to live more my life more or less by you know sola scriptura, and, <laughs> and that sounds silly. And yes, my wife laughs at me, but all this <laughs> other stuff that's out there is trying to affect how you live and how you think and all you think about Jesus. And at the end of the day, we have to take a step back and say the only thing that matters and the only thing that we know for sure is what's in the Bible. Right. And if we are going to hold or hang our hat on something else that's not in the Bible, there is a very real chance we're in for a rude awakening later.
0: Right. Well, and it could not be true at that point. And then we leave. it leaves our kids and us frustrated or disappointed or having our expectations on that. And that's not a good thing. So with... Out of any further ado, I guess I would say.
1: Well, let's let's start with there are th- these are the three books that we've read recently. Okay. Yeah. And that we've had the books problem. And I just want to make sure we say them so that we know kind yeah. of what we're talking about here. The first right. one we had tonight is called "This Is the Stable." Cute mm. book. I actually love the pictures. I think I it's do a very too. pretty book. It is beautiful book. It's got a nice little rhyme to it. Very nice. Uh, the next one is "The Gifts of the Animals." Again, a very pretty book. Mm. A little slow for my taste, a little too. Um, I don't know, cheesy? I don't know what to say. <laughs> Schmaltzy, maybe. Schmaltzy, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, and the last one, uh, Humphrey's First Christmas. It, it very cute.
0: Funny. Funny, yes. Yes, <laughs> funny. <laughs> and, and I like that. I like that There's some. they bring some humor and some joy and laughter to the Christmas sure. story. Because I don't want to just be like this. Humdrum. Ugh, no, like we're I, think again. I think
1: it's a huge problem that we have as Christians is that mm-hmm. nothing can ever be funny, nothing can ever be <laughs> joked about, nothing can ever, you know, right. bring us joy and make us laugh, and that's not how we're made. Yeah, but it's silly to fight against that and we yeah. can poke little foibles and little fun at things mm-hmm. that are just funny you know yeah. <laughs> but we have to remember what's what's real and what's not real and if mm-hmm. you know if, if a uh, I don't know if a college professor would ever challenge your kid well how do you know this you know oh well because I, I, I bleh, you know? <laughs> yeah. well, we don't have an answer for that because mm-hmm. it's not in the Bible yeah. you know And so the first one that I would I would bring up uh, every one of these books in fact it's in the title of one of them mentions the word stable <laughs> <laughs>
0: Go look at your Bible. Is the word stable mentioned? Nope.
1: (laughs) Stable is never mentioned. Um, And if you read other things, you'll see that a stable probably wasn't, isn't what we think of now.
0: Right. Well, especially I think, again, coming from my background of being grown up where we had, you know, manger scenes set up throughout our whole house. It's all you ever see. That was what I grew up with. And it's always these cute little wooden buildings that are off to the side and, you know, I, later on I heard, you know, actually it could have either been a cave. And, I mean, we've heard, you know, it actually could have just been the lower room of the house where the animals were able to walk in and out of. Mm-hmm. There's there's different ideas here of how they cared for animals that was not just some, you know, pretty barn if, and setting. And if you think about how we
1: build stables today, it's impractical, you yeah. know, to have the animals totally separated, completely far away from their protection and from their heat and from all of this other stuff. Mm-hmm. In it would also cost far more to erect and build and maintain a whole right. other building that well, they have and to keep up for their animals
0: you think about i mean i there is certain parts over there where the wood was not as easy to come by yeah. you know we think about heavily wooded areas out here where you can you know just chop down in this nice big tree and you get beautiful slabs of wood to make this beautiful wooden barn that's not necessarily the terrain that you're looking at in Israel. <laughs>
1: in fact, where we live out on the plains, you mm-hmm. know, it's kind of similar. The trees are hard to come by. They are. And I actually read something uh, by Hal Borland, uh, High, Wide, and Lonesome," where he talks mm-hmm. about the guy's stable was actually his whole barn was actually just a second part of his house. It yeah. Was adjacent, they shared a wall because mm-hmm. it kept the two. It kept him warm because the animals produced a lot of heat, and it cut back on building material. He didn't yes. have to go get all this wood. Yeah. Or actually, it was sod because they're building Saudis out here. Yeah,
0: Well, and I think, I mean, you'd look back at, there's a good chance that a lot of the buildings back in Jesus time were built either with like hewn rock or again, almost more of the Saudi type of you're mixing mud and making mud bricks and different things. And we don't, Think of or, that, you know. Or
1: out of a cave because you, you have a natural way to add to uh, add a simple wall and you have a, an easy place to store animals.
0: Exactly. You're so. just looking for a way to contain your animals overnight to keep them from getting stolen with the big one. And
1: really the reason that think Stable came along is there's one keyword that is used and is mentioned and that's mm-hmm. manger. Yes. And a manger is like a feeding trough that you would for feed animals, animals from. So when that is introduced it's only natural to think oh feeding trough stable they're in some sort of barn outside
0: right? right It is a natural conclusion and that's what makes it me also want to say well we don't know this for sure they very they could have been in a stable So it's one of those things where it's a sin of omission I guess in the sense of they don't mention it for sure they're making, so,
1: they're making a logical leap a logical conclusion I mean right. if there's a manger there's probably in a place where you keep animals a place where you keep animals is clearly a stable yeah but that's not but a, a, what
0: we picture that as and how it's drawn even now is different too
1: yes very different and so, very separate and, and in fact with that same kind of uh I don't know, line. You you realize as I look at the Bible, as I look at these stories, I don't know of any mention of any animals, except for the shepherds watching their sheep. Yes. So that means, you know, all the gifts of the animals, when all the animals go and add their little, their blanket, and they're putting (laughs) in the, 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 The bird feathers, which is really gross, but we won't (laughs) go into that. You know, and the mice are building him a little bed. That's actually horribly disgusting. (laughs) You know, we don't really want to think about that, but this was a whole bit. Anyway, animals in general are really not mentioned. That includes, actually, Mary riding a donkey. Mm
0: -hmm. I don't
1: think there's any indication of that.
0: There's never a, a true mention of that in that sense of, you know, it is word for word stated in the Bible. Just like we have manger we do know he was placed in a manger that is stated specifically in the scriptures yeah. we know that happened
1: we and we know that when he entered jerusalem at his um crucifixion you know passover mm-hmm. you know it was actually um palm sunday excuse me yes but he entered then on a, a, on donkey, a donkey you know on a colt right but back when he was born there's no indication that mary and it's also again a logical conclusion because she was clearly nine months pregnant <laughs> you know she, she's my probably didn't walking. walk. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I assume. I think it's like eight miles, but I, I don't know. Don't quote, quote
0: me on it that. It was. Now. I thought longer than that. Is it farther? I thought it was like ninety miles. It's like oh, eight miles, miles from Jerusalem, but it's oh. like ninety miles from Nazareth. Okay, so but maybe again, was... don't quote me on that either. <laughs> Our geography is probably not the strongest. <laughs> yeah. Please don't be. She, quoting she us. was
1: nine months pregnant, and to have walked any amount of distance <laughs> is very. You're lucky difficult. to get
0: me to go from like my bedroom to the kitchen to the bathroom yeah. and back again. She was also
1: probably with a group of people. They were going to see family, mm-hmm. you know, in a town where they were from. So a good chance that there was a yeah. whole group of people. It could have she could very well have been on a donkey, but there's no indication she was on a donkey. There's also no indication they were by themselves. All of these things just keep coming up in these books, right. which may or may not be true.
0: Yeah, I think it is hard because we do forget that you know Joseph was going to a hometown. He actually had family there. They could have there's a re- they could have actually been aiming to go stay with people they knew. We don't know, and that's just the hardest part. We don't know. Yeah. We can make all the guesses we want we don't know
1: but that's not what the bible says what the bible says is the most important thing right uh,
0: and i think that's yeah that's the hard part with these especially with renamed kids is at the same time it's like you have to go back and actually just take time to open up the book and actually read matthew 1 and luke 2 to them and say okay here's what it really happened yeah. you know and to kind of sort that that imaginative part of the story with the animals well, and I think you've and- talked about
1: uh, an Adventures in Odyssey episode <laughs> where Eugene and Connie are having this fight where yes. you know I think if, and you would explain it for far more I'm not going to let you because you'd sit here and ramble for 45 minutes yep but- Eugene thinks it's super gross and graphic and Connie thinks it's super beautiful and pretty and they have to have this discussion of well the, the truth is is somewhere in the middle here or it is pretty mm-hmm. because of course this is god becoming man which is the most spectacular thing to have ever happened here on earth come fight me if you think i'm wrong yeah <laughs> i mean and at the same time however this is a woman giving birth it's it's really graphic and horrifying and i've seen it too many times already (laughs) it's it's terrifying right yeah so you have this both ways and so it's you just have to keep in mind that it's not the beautiful beautiful pictures that we see Mm -hmm. but nor is it you know something that's horrifying and disgusting that we can't discuss it right so i just i don't see any mention of any animals which is something to keep in mind
0: which does make it interesting because pretty much every children's picture book that you will pick up on The Christmas Story, has animals in it.
1: Yes, pretty much. And it's interesting because a stable is where they kept animals to keep them warm or to keep them safe. However, at the same time, we have shepherds outside with their flocks. Yeah. So how come there are other animals that would be in a stable here? C- clearly, you know... There, it
0: seems to be a weird double standard. And we do tend to think of it, and you've mentioned this before sometimes too, of, You know, we tend to think of it as in winter because we celebrate Christmas December 25th. Winter. That's There's another one. <laughs> no
1: indication that he was born on December 25th.
0: Right. This always I think as a kid it, that one was one of the ones that shocked me the most because Definitely. in my mind was that was Jesus birthday which means that was the day he was born and it was probably not till I was in my later teens when I finally realized wait He wasn't just born on that. Why do we celebrate it then? The the
1: 25th is is mostly arbitrary. I mean, there's other reasons and there's other people that we could discuss this with. And, you know, there's other thoughts and blah, blah, blah. You (laughs) know, there's nothing in the Bible that says he was born in December.
0: Right. There was not a date given. They weren't even on the same calendar we're on. Let's be honest. You know, if you go back and look, they were on a Jewish calendar that was totally different than any calendar that we deal with today. Right. So
1: yeah, we still have pretty common and recent calendar arguments. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean, there, so yeah.
1: There's, yeah, December 25th is mostly arbitrary. Uh, there's different, um, I think we just saw something the other day about uh, different reasons as to why they picked the ancient church picked December 25th. I mm-hmm. It has to do with something with um, Easter and the resurrection and the time between those two. That's what yes. I've heard. Uh, there's also has to do with, you know, pagan religions that they kind of tried to quote-unquote redeem. You know, yeah. those are all Interesting ideas, but they're not what the Bible says. And right. And basically the Bible leaves the date up for grabs. So if someone wants to argue with you where well, there's no proof that he was born on December 25th, so what? <laughs> you know, my, my big argument would be who cares if he was born right. on December 25th? It's an arbitrary day.
0: Well, and the bigger one to remember is he is clearly a person from history. And we know within a couple years' time frame of when he was born. We yeah. maybe don't know the exact day. Yes. But do you know the exact day Caesar was born? Do you know the exact day of any of these people that lived as, like, contemporaries to to him? Do you know the exact dates? No. But you know years.
1: To be fair, yeah, we, we have an exact date of a guy who was a peasant... You know, An- 2,000 years ago, carpenters, born, you know. born where animals were kept. <laughs> what possible way would we ever have to know what day he was born? Yeah. I mean, we don't know Yeah, when Julius Caesar, the most powerful man to have be ever lived. <laughs> yeah. We don't know the date he was born. We might. I don't know. <laughs> I don't care because he's the second most powerful man. The most powerful <laughs> is this guy right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know.
0: It's just one of those things where I think we have to stop and realize there is historical proof that there was a man named Jesus that walked the earth at this point in time. There is history that proves this outside of Christian documentation. There is secular, <laughs> you know, there's all these things. And so we get so wrapped up sometimes in like, Oh no, we don't have the exact date maybe. And maybe this, you know, why are we celebrating on this day? And you know what? Don't worry. We, the date has been picked of when we will celebrate. It's okay. Okay. It probably just wasn't the day he was born. And that's okay too. You know, we're honoring the idea and remembering it versus just knowing exactly when it was. And that's okay, you know. So I think that's also another one that mention with your kids as you're reading these too of, you know, We don't know the exact date. That's okay. a
1: conversation to have because that's a very easy thing as as an atheist or as a college professor to pick on is Mm -hmm. we don't know exactly when he was born. So what? Yeah. That's a very minor thing to get caught up in.
0: Yeah. Well, and I do, I think what frustrates me with that one is how quickly they take it from, well, you don't know the exact date he was born to. He was not even a real person. He was a historical figure. We don't
1: know the date, so therefore he was never born. That's a pretty big leap.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, let's take a step back of, okay, you're right. We don't know the date. But we do know he existed, he lived, he walked on earth. There is proof of that. And to help your kids manage those two, and they to realize they are not directly contradictory of each other, I guess. (laughs) You know, we do live in a world where it's like, if two things can be true at the same time, and that's hard for people to wrap their minds around, I think.
1: (laughs) Well, it's hard for people to wrap around the idea of that there is truth, period. Yeah. You know, there is truth, and the truth of Jesus birth i mean he lived he was yeah. born he um the last one is one i've been fighting with my kids this week <laughs> as we go to our christmas program uh, mm. just just messing with them <laughs> wait wait qu- wait
0: is it fun to mess with your kids oh no, it's is- the best thing in the
1: world <laughs> but they've been singing a song that i'm sure everyone has heard called we three kings mm. you know and i've been trying to convince them to sing it um we kings of indeterminate number <laughs> because the bible never says that there are three of them yeah The Bible does say that they give him frankincense, gold, and myrrh, three gifts, but we don't know the quality, or we don't know the quantity, and we don't know how many people gave of which gift, or, you know, did they all go in on a gift? (laughs) (laughs) Did they split the cost? Gold's expensive.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) So,
1: three gifts are are definitely mentioned. So, it's, again, a natural leap to say three gifts Three men, you know,
0: it's that is it's one of those things, again, where we're not saying that it wasn't three individuals that did show up to give these gifts. It very well could have been three. And that's why they mentioned the three gifts, but it's never stated in the Bible. So therefore, to say as such is now adding to the scripture, just I guess.
1: Be careful. It's yeah, it's inaccurate, you know. It's not right. entirely true. You know, at the same time, uh, they're not kings. I think we just saw some of <laughs> as well. You know, they they're not kings. They're they're wise men. They're magi. Mm-hmm. They're people who had studied and learned. You know, it just became a tradition that they were known as kings. Right, and that's well, and inaccurate.
0: I mean I think about it, you know, you gotta think of these are probably more like the the professor types or something of their day. You know, these are the well known professors. You think about, I guess in the atheist world of like a Richard Dawkins or something, these people are well received wherever they go. They're well known. They're well to do because of their knowledge and their wealth. And all of a sudden these people are studying something and they say, Hey, this star, you know, points to these prophecies from (laughs) these texts that we have from this, you know, Hebrew
1: Sure, but and, but there's no indication, there's no reason to believe that they were kings. I mean, no. just think about this logically. What king would go out of their way to travel probably hundreds if not thousands of miles to go worship another, another king. king? You know, mm-hmm. that's a... That that That's just crazy. I yeah. mean, what, our president wouldn't do that, and he, you know... Well, president. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no indication that they're kings. There's also no indication that they're from the Orient. Uh, this song is obviously much more modern yeah. than what the Bible is.
0: Well, in Orient, to us, we're thinking Far East, China. Yeah,
1: China, yeah, and India.
0: They're thinking you know. the Near East to them, which is... Just a few hundred miles away. At the time,
1: Persia probably, Persia, uh, Babylon, which is I think today yeah. modern I- Iraq, I, th- I or think, maybe Iran.
0: Yeah. Um, Again, don't quote our geography. <laughs> <referring. laughs> it wasn't my strong point. I'm sorry. I did look
1: at this. I kind of can find them on a map usually. <laughs> yeah. Much more. Cl- and the point is much closer than deep China. Right.
0: right. It's one of those things where yeah, we in our minds when we hear Orient, we instantly go halfway around the world. They traveled for years and years to get here almost. And it's like, well, they had to travel. Yes. <laughs> but also their mode of travel, which is where Humphrey's first Christmas comes in. <laughs> Nowhere in the Bible does it mention they wrote on camels <laughs>
1: again, animals aren't really mentioned again they just can't, they just did a movie again maybe five six years ago about you know i think it's called the star mm-hmm. from the animal's point of view about right. finding jesus very cute movie i, oh, I yeah. wouldn't recommend it it's not you know necessarily great but it's cute in that it has animals and oh, yeah. doing stuff you know but there's no indication of animals being present at, at all right so
0: again and it's one of those things where it is a plausible conclusion if they're well to do people it was common for camels to be used as a mode of travel. Yeah, Abraham so, did it, right? Abraham did it. I mean, throughout the Old Testament, Job had, you know, camels, so he was considered a wealthy man who had camels. Abraham was a wealthy man because he had lots of camels and different things. So there's lots of indications that that again, it's not like that wouldn't happen. It's not plausible or it's weird. It's just not mentioned directly so therefore to put it in the story as it is directly like oh well they definitely rode in on camels there was three of them and they gave these three gifts and that was how and they came to the stable (laughs) no (laughs)
1: and and here's the other one that we've we've talked about a lot too uh there's also very little reason to believe that the wise men were there at his birth Mm mm-hmm the when they showed up is also a big point of contention.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is actually probably the one I remember learning the first as I grew up of knowing that this was kind of an inaccuracy to pretty much every Christmas pageant story you'll ever see at church or wherever. And,
1: and, and, and in these books. I mean, this is in the stable the wise men, I believe, do show up the night of his birth, which yeah. is wrong.
0: Yeah, it says you know he came, They came to the house. Well, that that's clearly not a stable. They also came to see the child, not the baby. They came. There's lots of very specific words. Herod, that are,
1: Herod killed all the, the you know the young men two and under.
0: Right. Why you know, would he kill two and under? If they're if, going
1: to his birth right now. If
0: yeah, they showed know. up you know when he was only a week old or even you know it's like that wouldn't make sense. He wouldn't feel threatened by a two-year-old well, if it took them a longer time and he had had a chance to grow a little bit, there's a reason why he was threatened by up to (laughs) two-year-olds. So he went out of his way to make sure they were also killed.
1: I mean, I think, and I think I posed this question to you earlier tonight, I think the harder question is, why did they find him in Bethlehem? You Mm -hmm. know, he had all the babies of Bethlehem murdered. Wouldn't Joseph and Mary have gone back to their town of Nazareth? In that two years since he had been born. You know, that to me is as I look at it doesn't make a whole lot of sense.
0: It is interesting. It's one of those things we don't know, you know, Naz you know, they left Nazareth to come to Bethlehem. Had they just decided they were gonna move there because of the census? I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. And once again, it's some of those little areas where the it's just quiet. The Bible chose to be quiet on that. God chose to not reveal those things, and that's okay. We just don't know. We do know that they were in Bethlehem, because that's where, you know, the prophecy said he would be. We know that that's obviously where Herod felt threatened because that's where he sent them to kill the babies when he was threatened. We know the wise men found him in Bethlehem. We, You know, there's things that we do know. And so we have to go from that. Why they chose to stay there, we don't know.
1: Yeah. God doesn't reveal everything to us. Yeah. He doesn't need to. And that's you know, the hard part. We
0: don't get it all, and that's okay. <laughs> that's okay.
1: You know, we don't... We have no right to claim that or to need that for our faith. It really doesn't bother anything that that matters. You know, at the end of the day, what matters is that he was born. You know, when, you know, when is, is irrelevant. We know where, mm-hmm. you know, we know about what time, you know, we know that that birth led to... We, we know the most important thing is that that birth was God, the mm-hmm. Creator God, putting on human form. And for the first time in history, I loved it when our pastor said this, Mm -hmm. the first time in history, the first time in history, a king became a baby. Mm. Babies become kings all the time, right? That happens. That's what naturally happens. (laughs) For the first time ever, a king, Mm -hmm. God, ruler of all, majesty, greatness, far more, far beyond anything we could ever imagine and think of, Mm -hmm. creator of heaven and earth, became a little bitty baby. And he mm-hmm. did that for us, just because he loved us, so he would suffer with us, and he would know what we were going through, and he didn't just become some baby in a palace, he didn't become a baby you know that mm-hmm. would rule the world or a baby that would control everything or be rich or, or, or all this. he became a baby in a manger, yeah he became poor, he became suffering, he became you know a nothing, and he did that for us, and that's that's the most amazing part of it not not where the animals were, right. not what you know how many wise men there were, none of that matters. what matters is that. Our Lord and Savior came to earth, Mm, and he came to save us. Yeah. So, you know, I think the most important thing about Christmas is to keep Christ in in the forefront and and to realize what's important.
0: Yeah. These stories, they're fun to read to the kids, but, you know, at the end of the day, open your Bible and keep reading the real story. Just go read Luke 2 with them.
1: And, you know, and just and and if you believe it if you love it and I and I and I do and I mean I, I wasn't a believer for 25 years and I lived for 25 years without Christ and Christmas and w- w- you know totally ignoring that part of it and now that he's there and I, I can't ignore him and I can't mm-hmm. forget him and it's like this is all that matters I don't care if we have a tree I don't care if we have lights I don't care if yep. we have presents all that matters is I want to open Luke 2 and I want my kids to see how amazing this is mm. the only thing that comes close the only miracle that comes closer is the resurrection itself
0: exactly I mean, and that's his that was his end goal when he showed up here as the baby yeah that's what's even more amazing is he didn't come and was surprised that later on he was going to no. have to die for our, our sins no he chose to come as a baby to Live, enter into yeah. all this Horribleness, than years humanity,
1: every temptation, every hardship. I mean, mm-hmm. you name a hardship, he had it. Yeah. I mean, his his father probably died when he was young, so he was from a one parent household. Mm-hmm. You know, he was abandoned. He was poor. He, you know, probably starved many nights. He, you know, all this stuff that we struggle with today, he went through. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just it's just amazing to me, and I just absolutely love the Christmas story now that it I'm is. a Christian, it's and and you know, I can't get enough of. Uh, we did, Christmas song, we did Christmas stories. I almost wish now we'd done Christmas songs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we still have a few days till Christmas, so <laughs> hang on. You might hear that one yet.
1: <laughs> but uh, do you want to lead us out?
0: Oh, sure. I I would highly recommend keep reading to your kids about the Christmas story. Just because a, a Christmas book doesn't necessarily take care of all the ticky-tack, keep reading to them about the Christmas story. Let them know that this is what we're celebrating at Christmas. We are not celebrating... You know, Santa Claus and his jolly old laugh. That's not the reason for this season. This is the season of hope because we have a Savior and He came at Christmas and we celebrate that at Christmas. And so I just want to, you know, open your Bibles, get into Luke 2, and enjoy the story of Christ's birth. It's amazing and it's a miracle. So thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. And We'll be back to talk more Christmas stuff with you, I'm sure. (laughs) So thanks so much and find us on Facebook and make sure you hit subscribe so you can hear future episodes. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. Merry Christmas.